SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. Welcome back to the Sports Beat KC podcast. This is Jesse Newell, KUB reporter for the Kansas City Star. I'm joined live right next to Allen Fieldhouse by CJ Moore of The Athletic and Bleach Report. CJ, how you doing? Jesse, doing well. What's going on, brother? Uh, this is uh, a little bit different in person. Intimate. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to use that word, but now that you did, you can go ahead and say it. Intimate. I'm right here, right in the flesh. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's good. To, Jesse's. If you know, you guys can't notice this, but man, his his beard's getting a little thicker. He's we're really getting ready to get into the season here. CJ no touched shave November, I guess. CJ touched my knee. That was totally inappropriate. <laughs> we need to have these <laughs> these podcasts over Skype way more often than we do. I think we've maybe had one or two in person, but that's just that's yeah. turned out to be too many for me, CJ. Yeah, but let's let's talk about some basketball. All right. Well, KU just uh, is going to play South Dakota State tonight. So by the time you hear this, it'll probably be after that game. We won't talk about that, but let's talk in general about KU basketball uh, coming off a 65 to 61 victory over Kentucky uh, any first impressions CJ of, of what you saw in that game from Kansas and then also what you saw uh, just briefly from Kentucky this was kind of a, a different matchup that uh, Kentucky struggled a little bit in its first two games so I don't think there was much expected of it but mm-hmm. yeah I was able to kind of hang in there with some really good interior defense against KU well KU it was a sloppy win but but uh, you know I think you wrote about this Bill Self loves those kinds of wins. He loves when his team doesn't have it and they can still grit it out. couple things that stood out to me. One, I thought they were tremendous rebounding the basketball and boxing out. Just like the fundamentals of boxing out and going to get the ball. They were terrible a month or three weeks, four weeks ago, whatever they played Missouri, whatever that date was. They were crap on the boards that game. And I just thought it was a complete 180 how they performed against Kentucky, and that was a huge, huge key because, I mean, Kentucky's probably the tallest team in the country, right? They're, they're the longest. They, they should have dominated the boards once KU. I mean, I know we're, we're advanced stats guys, so you don't – Kentucky are not going to say the, the actual uh, – they had this many rebounds, this and that. But KU had grabbed quite a few of their offensive rebounds. Let's see, you've got a box score tier, 18. 15 in the first half. It was in the first half KU had 15 offensive rebounds and Kentucky had one. Yeah, but, but, but you know – Performed, held Kentucky to 10 offensive rebounds, which is a pretty solid number, I think, in, in, in terms of that. So the rebounding, I was very impressed with. If, if this team's going to be a team that plays small, which they are going to, obviously, um, you know, they're going to have to rebound the ball. I think that was a concern coming into the year. That was very impressive to see. Number two, I think Yudoka Azubuke is further along at this point in his career than Man, I Man, who was talking him up in the preseason? He, he was that you, CJ? Number one pick draft pick <laughs> by you in the, uh, in the uh, player pro points per game poll. It was not one. number one draft pick. It was your number one draft pick. Oh, was it? You, d- you took him number one. <laughs> I took I took uh, Newman, and then you took Udoka, and then I took Graham. I let you have Graham? Yeah, I kicked your butt in that draft, uh, okay. as I usually okay. do. Well, I'm, I'm – listen. <laughs> but still, he's – I mean – I'm high on Udoka. You should be high on Udoka. The, the thing with Udoka, for me, is, is he's moving better and lighter on his feet. And we're, we, most people are probably going to listen to this after the South Dakota State game. But, man, he's got a challenge tonight yes. against Mike Don. That's going to be a tremendous challenge. And I, I almost see KU probably going to some kind of box and one or something because – you don't want Yudoka Azubuke as, as, as well as he's guard, guarding right now. And, I, you know, it was impressive to see him um, hedge on some ball screens. Like, he is moving way better than I ever thought he would move. He looked – he has learned how to take advantage of angles in Bill Self's offense, the way he was posting up. 
it was it was all very very impressive. A plus game for him. I'll put it as an A since he can't shoot a free throw. <laughs> Let's get that. I, I mean, should, should should he be one that maybe tries the granny shot? Maybe. Uh, maybe. scary. it's a funny moment, CJ. I'm glad you brought that up because Tyler Self was at that game. You know, we were walking in the tunnel mm-hmm. uh, kind of after the game at the United Center, and Tyler Self walked by, and he walked was walking towards his dad, but he saw Yudoka, and he goes, Yudoka, big game, give him a big hug. And then exactly what you just said happened. He went down between his legs and put both hands down there and said, Granny? <laughs> granny shot, and you know, Yudoka just kind of shook his head. But yeah. it was funny because that was exactly the kind of the the reaction that Tyler Self gave Yudoka in that kind of funny moment afterwards. Just was like, "Great game, big fellow! Wow, you played amazing." Is it time to go underhand? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, it's he, a funky he release takes it right from now. Like CJ. his left ear too. Yeah, it's a funky yeah. release too. It's kind of he, he kind of flips it. And you a know, it's, way. it is a little soft. I, I will say it's 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 fairly soft. It gets up there fairly soft, but man. It's 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 not pretty. So that, that's that's concerning because he's going to get fouled a lot. And and as you wrote about, they're not. Um, this isn't going to be a team that gets to the line a lot. But he is going to get to the line a lot. So that that that's the one worry with him. But but hey, you take it for everything else that that he gave. And defensively, awesome got job from him defensively. I thought, like I said earlier, getting out on ball screens. I thought he was way better on the perimeter defensively than I ever thought he would be, and he, he, he is playing without fouling, which the situation Kansas has itself in right now with the Billy Preston thing, and you know, Mitch Lightfoot, bless his heart, he, it's, it's hard for him to play in a game like that and to really be more than, what, what Mitch Lightfoot should be is a backup four who comes in with a big five. Well, a lot of times he's having to come in and play a five, a, a five and this, it's just not fair. It's not a fair uh, situation to put him in. And so. this might be, this is almost maybe calling my shot again. It's 5.23 p.m. on Friday, but you look at Kentucky, and again, great performance by Udoka, but it's almost a perfect team for him. I mean, I know, I know they put him in ball screen situations, but he can kind of camp out a little bit oh, in the yeah. lane. You know uh, what I mean? Like, they're going to sure. keep throwing big body after big body after big mm-hmm. body. And on the flip side, it's a, it's a horrible matchup for Mitch Leifert because the guy's a couple inches undersized probably to play that position. And then you just give him. And they got 6'6 six, six guards. Exactly. They're putting <laughs> trees against you, trees. So yeah. now, again, I'm talking in advance here, but South Dakota State, I don't know how much Mitch Leifert's going to play tonight, but this might be a better matchup for him where, hey, you're guarding Dom, he gets to the perimeter, maybe you're a little bit quicker and shorter, that sort of thing. Whereas Udoka, it's kind of like, oh boy, you know, like these yeah. are smaller guys who can shoot from the outside. He's going to have to play on the perimeter all night. But I don't want to talk too much about that. I think you brought up a good point. And maybe the number one thing I took away from this, which is what Bill Self was concerned about in the preseason. Again, huge win for KU, big-time win because Bill Self loves those ugly wins and, and winning when you don't play well and shots don't go down. But this team, you know, Bill Self, they always get to the free throw line. They always have a guy who can drive. They always late shot clock seem to have that person who can get to the rim. Or And and that game just showed, again, maybe a horrible matchup for it because it's, of Kentucky's trees. Be but, 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 but Kentucky, the game before Vermont, their, their guard was getting to the rim at will. I know. So it's, it's tough right now for Kansas because if you're looking at that, you're saying this is going to be way different offense than mm-hmm. what KU's had in the past if that sort that. of thing continues. We knew that. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been saying, you know, I, I, had a, I had a story where I talked to Graham about he self is yelling at him downhill, downhill all the time, encouraging him to get to the rim. But – Sometimes it's just not in your DNA to be that I'm kind of guy. About, and, we, and he's he's really good, and I thought he did a good job of this against Kentucky. He can get the paint, but he's better at distributing once he gets to the paint yes. than trying to go up and finish like Frank Mason could. And that's still really effective. You know, I think is going to get a lot of easy buckets because he's going to learn, hey, when Hands up. Graham gets into the, the paint, Hands I need up. to be ready. It could come from any direction. Yeah. 
Well, so, so, I, I would so, say so. So that, that's, it's not all that they can't get to the rim. It's just different. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge. They need the, the one guy that they need that can do that, and they need to consistently do that and to, to not maybe settle for as many jumpers. Although I, I didn't think he settled for too much. But, but Vic's got to be the guy that gets in there and, and gets their paint touches and gets, gets some, some, some easy baskets that way. But like they didn't have last year, they didn't have a guy to throw it into the post and get you those, those buckets at the rim from that way. Now they do. I just think it's a team still finding its identity because, for sure. uh, again, right now, it was just interesting. When they went late shot clock, it was like Devontae felt like it had to be him because he's supposed to be the next Frank Mason. But, again, it's the same thing. Like, it's not really in his DNA unless he can drive to kick. Yeah. Or unless – you know, I, I'm being honest here. A lot of late shot clock situations for KU probably should be Devontae Graham dribble, dribble, shoot a, shoot a three. I mean, don't you think that's more of a no, strength for no, him? No, no, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. I think late shot clock could be, and, and this is almost a basketball pet peeve of mine. Why is it when you get late in a game and you're going to work, okay, fine, work the shot clock a little bit, whatever. But why can't you just get into your offense and run your stuff? Yeah. Isn't that the most efficient basketball there is when it, you get through it in your offense and run your stuff? One-on-one basketball is an efficient basketball. So now when you have a guy like Frank Mason that can pretty is, much – It is, but that's what I'm saying. That was the security blanket, yes. Yeah, but, but now uh, – I tweeted this the other night. You, the, those, days are, those days are over. you got to go run some stuff now. And, and I think, okay, you might, you know, eventually you might see them doing some different things late in shot clock than, than just the one four. Uh, and let, let him go. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, and it's early enough that this shouldn't all be figured out yet, but I think you're right. Like, just like the coaching staff last year looked at the roster, looked at the personnel and said, hey, got to create this new four-guard offense, this new four-game for Josh mm-hmm. Jackson, let him thrive. I think this coaching staff is probably looking at this the same thing and saying, okay, with the spot-up shooters you have and the skill sets that, that these guys have, what can be more effective late in shot clock, what is that going to look like? And, again, maybe it is involving Yudoka Azubuki a little bit more or trying to not get to that late thing. Maybe it's Devontae Graham driving to shoot or driving to, to kick immediately. Maybe it's Legero Vic takes over in those situations. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet, but I think what we saw against Kentucky, again, the longest team KU's going to see all season. So it's kind of a little bit of a, a one-off, a little bit. But what we saw against Kentucky is that what happened then wasn't working at the end of shot clocks. And, you know, offensively for them it was a lot like – not a lot, but but a little bit like the Oregon game, where they they could you know the length gave them problems, but the difference was they were able to lock down. Now obviously Oregon's a different kind of beast offensively. Yes, but they were able to win one of those ugly games where um, you know things weren't going right offensively. Did and, you and see the uh, the Ringer power ratings today? Mark Titus he brought up that very same thing, that very same point today. He said that it looked like yeah. the Oregon game. Yeah, yeah. I mean it it, it did, but they they. Um, they're going to be okay offensively. And, you know, the, the thing that I think is really going to help Yudoka with the four-guard lineup, I actually think it's a good thing for him because the more space he has, the better. And those – I mean, k- k- the, the, the angles to throw into him were so easy because the floor was spread. You can't have a guy backside helping nope. because cause then you're leaving a great shooter on the perimeter. So it's I think he is really, really going to benefit from the off, this offense. He He's going to be better this year – with them playing small a lot, than he would have been if they played a typical, you know, power forward. I think because there's just going to be more space for him to work out of, and the more space he has, the better. The next step for him is going to be okay. When they throw it into me and the double team comes, how well can I pass, I it. pass it out? But yeah. but yeah, great great game for him. The other the other guy that I was super impressed with in that game was Marcus Garrett. 
really, really, really Active, like man. his game. Active. I, I, I think he might have a chance to be, and this is this probably sounds like a little hyperbole at this point because it's so early. I think he has a chance to be the best perimeter defender Bill Self has ever had. Wow, man, he's at a, super, he's at a lot of them. Super quick feet. Super quick. That's what the hands are. What really impresses me. He's got some quick hands. And it's man. not the typical package for that either, since he's you know six four, six five. I mean, usually but those long, guys. But he's long. And that's what I'm saying. Like usually the quick. You know. I'm thinking, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're I'm, you're I'm, thinking of of like a Devonte Graham build. I'm thinking Devonte Graham or yeah, even back in the day, Russell Robinson, mm-hmm. Aaron Miles. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those quick foot, quick hand guys are usually like the six foot mold. I mean, Marcus Garrett could have that along with length, which adds to your deflection steals, he, all those he, sorts. He of could things. have. I don't know that he's got the. Uh, it's still too early to see that he has like the anticipation skills of a of a Mario Chalmers. But I think he's going to be a high steals guy like Chalmers. But Mario. He didn't really play defense. Like he just got steals. Listen, it's Bill Self he's, over he's, here. He's got, he, he got, you know, he 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 made he made a lot of gambles and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think Marcus is the combination of like that and like a Travis Relford, where he's going to be able to a stopper. But man, you can just tell that kid has instincts. He's one of the guys that box out, rebounds really well. I just really, really, really like what he's he's brought to the table. And you know, I it was maybe I'm a little biased too because we I've been saying all summer. I had a feeling I hadn't seen the kid play. Yeah. But I had a feeling just where he was ranked, kind of how, how thing. I just felt like that was going to be a guy that was maybe better than than people anticipate. And I, Right now, I think he is right. I mean, don't don't you think he's? Been, they've got to be thrilled with what he's giving them, and and what expectations were. When, yeah, when they well, got he him. he plays 19 minutes, and again, it was a tough matchup for Mitch Lifeboat. He plays six. I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of t- lets you know. I mean, that's the that's the sixth and seventh guys for you, and for I, him I, to play I, that many minutes. I think he's their clear six man. I think he's their clear six man. Well, he can, I mean, he's so versatile. Yeah, obviously, Billy Preston could change that a little bit if he's able yeah. to come back. But uh, man, I. I, I I would say even if Preston comes back, it wouldn't shock me if um, Marcus Garrett plays more minutes this year. I, yeah. th- I think he's just the kind of guy that Bill Self is going to love and is going to find a way to, to, to get on the floor. And, and I, I, I really enjoyed watching him so far. I mean, he, he can't, he's not a great shooter. He did make a three in that game, but his release is a little low. That's something that I think maybe will come later in his career. But just instincts and quickness and, um, you know, hustle, like he, he's – he he's the kind of guy Bill Self's just gonna. I mean, he's and he's probably gonna be a four-year guy. Like that, that's a guy that KU fans and Bill Self are just gonna love forever. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and I, I, one other player I wanted to mention on here was uh, Svi Mikhailuk, which you know he had some criticism in the preseason. You know, Bill Self was challenging him, all those sorts of things. And the shooting percentage wasn't amazing in this game, but the I way thought, he played. But I, the way he played was good. Mm-hmm. He rebounded well. I kind of pinpointed that in my story, just mm-hmm. that you know on on game point he outjumps two guys that are more athletic than him at the rim and, and gets a tip away when KU's up by two and really needs a defensive rebound. Not only that, I think going into the game, looking across the roster, you would look at it and say, the, the person who has the offensive mismatch here is Sfi Mikhailuk. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be guarding somebody on the other end that's huge and a big guy mm-hmm. in the lane. But even with his limited or what he's shown so far, limited driving ability, like he should be able to get off some threes and he should be able to drive to the lane. And, you know, in that game, again, with the struggles that Devontae Graham was having, with the struggles that Malik Newman was having getting blocked from the back, again, the shooting percentage wasn't great. I'm sure he'd love to shoot better than three for ten from three, but he made some big baskets and took on an offensive load for KU that in that game – they kind of sort of needed. And a couple in-between shots where he had to go off the dribble and stuff. You know, stuff we hadn't seen from him lately that we thought we were maybe going to see from him as yeah, a senior. Yeah, exactly. The athleticism, they said, that, you know, they've been talking that he's a little lighter, a little little quicker. You really hadn't seen that, at least, you know, 
I don't know about the the, the two exhibition games here because because I, I didn't get to watch those. But he but but, but, but the, well. the Missouri the Missouri game, um, you know, he did not look good. He he did not look like he belonged athletically on the floor. And he the other night he held his own. And yeah, that that was that was promising to see. You saw some of the things that you've been hearing about him that they've been a little more excited about. And uh, yeah, the the lines the shooting line's not great, but he made some impact plays in that game and. and he, he he solid night for speed. I'd say he after Udoka, um, you know he, he might have had the, the 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 best game for KU and and, and maybe my boy Marcus Gary. I, I, I'm calling him. I might just start calling him my boy Marcus Gary. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a uh, it's, you, it's, you've it's, moved it's off a, from speed now. Spezus You know I still got a special place in my heart, but I'm in, I'm enjoying Marcus Gary. I just that's just this kind of thing. You know the, the things he does are are maybe like. The coach speaking, you know, it's going to not going to always show up in the box score type stuff. But like, man, that, that kid, there's there's something special about him. I, I think he's really really going to help him them win some games this year. Real quick, uh, Devonte Graham, any thoughts uh, after his game? I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about him from from what he had. And it's I funny think, because we're an hour and a half before their next yeah, game, so yeah. he might score twenty nine points. Yeah, he's going to hit you know? eighty three. Yeah, exactly, and, and he'll be the story uh, like, on Saturday. Like, like Sill said, he he press. You know, he's, he was pressing some. I think that he felt okay. He saw some what these, Frank Mason did last year. Yeah, you know some I mean? of these guys haven't. I mean, there were times when the ball was moving around and, like, nobody else wanted to make a play. So he had to be the guy to make a play. And so there was some of that. Um, he struggled a little bit with their length. Um, you know, there's there's games where he, his jumper's just not falling. And that was – I mean, we've seen that before. And that, it was it was just one of those games. But I will say I still thought he distributed the ball pretty well. The, the length early on gave KU some problems with their passing. I think they, they had quite a few turnovers early on in that game. It got better – as, as the game went on, but that's just like the wow, like these guys are longer than we're used to seeing. These and, are the monsters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And but but I I think he is a better distributor than Frank Mason, and, and is better at getting people the ball where they need to it, and in in rhythm, and and um you know I, I, he's going to be really really. You know, guys, is going to have a better year because you because Devonte Graham's is point guard. Like I've always felt like Devonte Graham's a, is a natural point guard. And um, I think he's he showed some of that. You know, the, obviously the shooting percentage isn't great, but I I wouldn't worry too much about that. His his role on this team is to to score when needed, but hit hit shots and and distribute. And we've um, talked about I, this I, all I, along. I, I think he's going to do that. We've talked about this all along, though, being in kind of the Monty Morris yeah sort yeah of all American role. Oh, you know, like sure. like he's not Frank Mason with twenty points and five assists a game. He's sixteen he's, and six. He's sixteen and six. And mm-hmm. again, I mean, you look at this game. Um, eleven and five. Now I know the five turnovers isn't what you want, but again, in in some like, of those were early too. And, yeah. But I mean, it's easy to see how he could get to sixteen and six. Like it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like it doesn't even take you. It's it's not even hard to think about. I mean, the first game he was ten and twelve. You know, so yeah. like he probably is at sixteen and six right now. I have to pull out my notes, but uh, yeah, I, I again, he'll learn. And I, I just still think it's just. It's just growing pains right now. I mean, it's, it's yeah. this KU team is still figuring itself out. That's what happens to all it's, teams early in the it's year. It's November. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's just like last year was 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 special because everybody pretty much knew their thing coming in. Uh, you know, Frank got off to such a such a great start. Um, you know, but even at this time last year, Josh Jackson was having some problems. Like he he was still trying to kind of get his rhythm and figure out what his role was. So it takes time. I mean, it takes time. It's not surprising to see. Um, and an and ugly game like that, and it was kind of offset. Like people watched Duke play before, and it was like, oh man. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Duke's the best team in the country right now. I've, I've watched every single one of their games. I think they're the best team in the country right now. So, 
you know, I don't know if that's what you, but, but that's what KU usually has to measure itself against. I, I will say if they don't, this, this team and the way it's conformed right now, if Billy Preston never comes back, whatever, they could probably still win the Big 12. But, you know, what people care about is March. And for, for them to get, to be able to play with, like, to knock off a Duke or, or Michigan State or one of those teams, they, they need another body. So whether it's Billy Preston or whether it's Silvio D'Souza. Silvio D'Souza. Coming second semester, Could I mean, be. not 100%, but like and 99, if they get, basically. If they, get, if they get both those guys, then, man, their their depth situation, you don't worry about it. But right now, obviously, you worry about it. Yeah, and again, we'd be remiss if we don't bring up Billy Preston and what happened. Um, he set out the first game because of, uh, you know, missing curfew and missing class. And then the second game, he was told at the pregame meal that he was sitting up. He had, uh, according to KU Athletics, he had tire damage on his car. He ran over a curb, and then um, they we're looking into the compliance department, looking into more information on the financial details with his car. So, again, that's the point that's out right now. Bill Self um, didn't know a timeline on this. It's really not in his hands to be on the timeline on this. But, again, it's just kind of another one of those unknown situations for KU moving forward. So, at a time where they're really, really thin, I mean, yeah. really thin yeah. and need bodies, it's, it's just an uncertain status for Billy Preston moving forward. Again, this is as of 5.38 p.m. on, on Friday on Friday night, so at six fifteen, he could be in uniform. Yeah, yeah, he, he could be. He could be. <laughs> you and never I, know. And I'll run and take this podcast down really quickly. But I mean, I, I think, I think you're right, Steve. You have to put it into perspective, which is the most important games are coming second semester, mm-hmm. and that's when KU gets some reinforcements. At the same time, it's kind of like this is just the worst time it could happen for KU because you don't want to run Yudoka Azubuki record. You don't want to run. Devontae Graham, 39 minutes every night. So I guess they're just kind of hoping right now to get themselves to Christmas when they get, you know, two nice Christmas presents right there, you yeah. know, right under the tree. Yeah. At least one. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the longer it goes, uh, the more you're like, eh, who knows? But it's, I mean, we, we could sit here and speculate all day, but yeah. who knows what's going to happen. I, I mean, I don't think we have any better idea really than than the casual fan out there. It's just something that, that has to play out. And, um yeah, we'll see. All right, real quick before uh, we go and eat some great pre pregame food over. What we got it. tonight? Uh, it's Twenty uh, Third Street Brewery. Ah, it's always so, a good. Yeah, so, so we need always a good. we need additional time to eat uh, yeah. after this podcast. But uh, just if it could be something we mentioned or something we didn't, but one positive that you saw from the Kentucky game, and then one concern you, you walked away with from the Kentucky game, uh, just from seeing that and, and what you thought. Uh, positive. I'll, I'll just. Go. I mean, I already hit it on rebounding. I think that was that was a huge huge. Let positive. me ask you this real quickly. Is I wrote about this, but Malik Newman got challenged by Bill Self. Sue McKaylo got challenged by Bill Self, and all, already those guys are showing, you know, they can be better rebounders than they've they have been. They've been drilling it. They've been drilling it. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. So, is that a one-off though? I mean, was that just a game, or do you feel as a whole better about KU's? And listen, I'll speak from my perspective. I think they could probably offensive rebound pretty well. Look, they've got springy guys. They've got guys like Vic who can go around you, jump around you, kind of like the Kevin Young mold. You know, like if you're tall and springy, you can go get offensive rebounds. The problem for KU is going to be like, can you anchor yourself and clear guys out on the defensive glass? Because they don't have a lot of big bodies. Mm -hmm. Are you any less concerned with KU's defensive rebounding moving forward after that? Yeah, because they they show they were capable of in a high-level game, and obviously they've been drilled on it. And I mean, it's it's all about you know. You can be a good rebounder if you box out and use your body right. Like you, you don't always have to be huge. So it just helps. You know, it's it, like, it's it, like it, hel- it helps to be huge. I mean, yeah, you can be Jose Altuve and be five six and hit home runs. You can get twenty five yeah. home runs, but it helps to be Aaron Judge. You know what I mean? Yeah. It helps oh, yeah. to be six foot yeah. seven and two hundred ninety no, pounds. Just the fact they showed in a high level game, 
Um, it's promising. You know, there's going to be games where it probably gives them some issues just because of, of, of the lineup. But um, it, it was good to see them get challenged and step up to it. Like, that was something that I'm sure they've been really, really challenged on, and they stepped up to it. Uh, a negative would be this is going to be a team that, that relies a lot on jump shooting, and they got to shoot the ball better. Like, the, like the, you're going to shoot a lot of threes. We know they're going to shoot a lot of threes. There might be games where the, he, Bill Self tries to get them to maybe not shoot as many threes, but I think he realizes, like, this team has to shoot threes for it to live up to where, where it wants to be. Next season, that's going to be probably totally different because, man, what, I mean, they'd love to have some of the bodies they can have next season. I know. Yeah, they're going to be so deep. Like, next year, potentially, inside, could be like a 2010 season where you just got so many bodies. Like, somebody really good, like it's a Jeff Withies, yeah, going to get anchored to the bench just because he got so many bodies. You can only play so many guys. But, um, it, it, yeah, but they got to shoot the ball better. So that, that, that would be the negative. Like, it's one of those things where you don't feel like you can always control it, the three-point shooting. But, um, that, you know, in a big game like that, they're going to have to step up and, and hit shots, especially in March. I put this on Twitter. I just feel like this KU team is always three consecutive three-pointers away in any game. From blowing it up. From blowing it up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that just didn't come against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you just kept waiting. And and they were good looks, too. And they were good looks. And, like, yeah. and it's like you just – KU just kind of, I mean, I hate to use the MB line, but it's almost like you just got to trust the process. You know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, I don't know if, again, we're ahead of the South Dakota State game. South Dakota State is shooting like 60% of its shots as threes. You oh, know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. But like, it's, a, it's a scary, I'll, I'll be honest. It's I mean, scary. It's a scary game. But, don't, but know what I'm saying, like, it, you just almost have to trust got, the process. Like, yeah. if you get open shots, you just have to trust that Malik Newman is a good shooter and mm-hmm. Devontae Graham is a good shooter. Yeah, and, I mean, that's, and, that's their strengths. And that's their strengths, and that's yeah. what they're going to play to because they're mm-hmm. not drivers. They're not mm-hmm. guys that get to the free throw line. So it is, it's scary if you're a fan. Like, okay, you could be down two or down four or up six or up four, and you just keep constantly waiting for that 45 seconds where KU hits three threes in a row and the game's over. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, that's going to happen, too. Oh, yeah. Like, that is going to happen in these games, and you're going to be like, oh, game over, turn it's off a, the TV, go to bed. You know what I mean? All, you know, basketball is always a game of spurs, and it's, you know, especially now at Fieldhouse, they've always been a spurtable team. But it's going to be even more so maybe this, this one more, because of more it. So yeah. than, and listen, Kentucky kind of picked on some of KU's. Uh, KU's going to be good in transition, so that's going to help. But mm-hmm. not against Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like, Kentucky's not a team you want to play in transition. They're going to yeah. block everything from behind. Yeah. They're super they, athletic. They don't have great players, but they've got some thoroughbreds. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Malik Newman learned, like, okay, no more trying these <sighs> these layups with guys yeah. chasing me. You know what I mean? Like, it those didn't work. Are, but it, but yeah. against – Whether you're playing Kentucky or playing South Dakota State, that's just those just weren't smart. You know, they weren't more smart. They, one or two will go in against South Dakota yeah. State. You know what I'm saying, though. But, yeah. but again, in that matchup, it just kind of exacerbated things that may, might be KU weaknesses but showed them at a different level because Kentucky has freaking studs there. And real quick before we go, CJ, yeah, let's talk about that recruiting class. I think number one in the nation now for KU, I think four top 50 guys for the next year's class now. Mm-hmm. Silvio D'Souza is going to reclassify. But uh, pretty impressive, and I wrote about this too about a week ago, the Frank Mason effect might be going, you know, helping out KU just because Grimes and Dotson, that's two pretty good one and two guards. Maybe the best one and two guards that KU has ever recruited in one recruiting they're class. Uh, that's, little, that's, high le- little higher ranked than usually they're used to getting. At well, the and time. again, because mm-hmm. KU, I mean, you look up. Frank Mason was national player of the year under Bill oh, Self. I the mean, narratives that's, changed. That's got to help. And so them running this sort of offense and, and featuring those guys, I think it's helped their recruiting. And man, credit to Bill Self and his staff because they have reloaded for next year. Yeah, they're going to be very, very deep. And you know, I, I th- there's some of these guys that are important players for this year that that. 
they're going to be around still. Some of them, you know, they yeah. might lose a couple, but they're 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 going to be really 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 deep next year. And uh, I, I think you've you've definitely hit it on that that not just you know the Frank Masons, the Devontae Grams, Devontae Graham. That they've they um, the 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 recruiting narrative has changed where coaches cannot recruit against KU anymore when it comes to guards and say, well, that's just a big man school. They're going to play through their bigs. Now they got a little bit of the best because because this is the best, also the best big man class they've had for a while. I mean, yeah. they haven't gotten like multiple really really good bigs um, in a class. You know, they've kind of had some one offs each. It seems like in recent recruiting classes. So yeah, going to be one of those. I mean, as far as complete classes go, I think it it could end up ranking up there with like um, the the Frank Mason class with with Frank and JoJo and and Wiggins. You know, um, that Dang. one was a little <laughs> what a class. Wow. Yeah, and and Wayne Zeldin and Brian Green and Frank Connor Frankamp, who's still doing things in college basketball. Yeah, that that's like the deepest class they'll probably ever. We're gonna have. have to like write out an oral history on that class, aren't oh, we? I guess there is one out on a, in a book right now. Oh, is oh, there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of <laughs> CJ, now that it's official, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little about the, this project you were telling us about earlier? But be, beyond the fog, it's or not beyond the fog. That, oh, that's beyond the killing me! Beyond Ouch. the streak. Beyond the streak. Uh, yeah, that's that's like the the thing when we've been podcasting or when I haven't been around this summer and, and been uh, you know leaving Jesse solo, I've been slaving away on that. So uh, excited that it's out next Wednesday at, at Johnny's Tavern. Um, I think from three to six in Prairie Village, and then like no, sorry, three to six in Shawnee at Shawnee Parkway, Johnny's, and then I believe like six thirty to nine ish um, at the Prairie Village one. That's that's when the books will first be available. They'll hit shelves. Next Friday at the um, the Rally House stores in Kansas City should have them. So yeah, check it out. It's an oral history on the streak. It is every chapter is a different year, and we just kind of go through it. We talked to over a hundred people for it. Um, it. You know, Jesse, you you've read some of it because because good old Jesse helped edit a little <laughs> bit. And uh, I, I, I'm really, really happy with how it came together. And there's, there's some stories in there, like, like that class, how that class came together, um, how those guys developed were really, really good. And, I mean, there's, there's some stuff that from, from guys that, you know, like, like when we've, we've covered these teams. Thomas Robinson and Wayne Selden were two guys that, that when they were here, it was hard to get a good quote out of them. They were just yep. they, they, they didn't love talking to media. Man, it's amazing. Like talking to them now, and they've got perspective. And um, you know, I, I interviewed Selden, and he was awesome, and like so happy and cool to see how how good a place he was. And some of the stories these guys told, just the behind the scenes stuff is is. I mean, it's stuff that I, that I ate up and and really really enjoyed the interviews. I think that's going to come across when people read it. Like there there's some fun stories that you've never heard before. Um, that you're really, really, really going to enjoy. And, and, and the format, I think, I, I convinced Jason to go with this <laughs> format, and it, it, it took some, uh, some, some arm twisting, but I think people are really going to like how it's, how it's put together in, in that way because it's so many different voices telling these stories, and uh, it, was, it was a blast to do. Yeah, well, uh, 27 bucks, I think, somewhere around 26.95, and I did read some of the chapters, and, again, you talked, said you talked to over 100 people. I, he's not lying because I'm reading these chapters, and you've got, you know, AC Law, and you've got Jacob Pullen, and you've got Kevin Durant. I mean, this is all for a KU book. So, and they were, um, they were, those guys were, were just as much fun to talk to. I mean, I, I, I like Jacob Pullen. I spent an hour talking to Jacob Pullen on the phone, you know, and it's just about KU. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it, the, 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 the how um, generous guys were with their time 
what made the made the project yeah like made it really really special well i'm telling you it's a huge undertaking and all these books always are but you know the, the final result is is usually um it's it's really really good so what i'd encourage you guys and and this listen this is straight from my heart because i know how difficult it is this time of year mm -hmm. to find if you have a ku fan in the family and you're trying to find a christmas gift for them i mean this is like it's, it's on a tee for you guys. I mean, like, yeah. this is the easiest yeah. thing. Your dad, your grandpa, whatever, is going to eat this up and, and buy it and uh, or, or read the whole thing. They'll probably do it in a week or so and thank you afterwards. But uh, that's the perfect thing to do. And, again, uh, it's going to be available around these bookstores all around KC as, as quick as you guys can, can distribute them, right? Yeah, yeah. First chance to get them will be uh, next Wednesday. We're picking them up at the printer that, that morning. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's, it's – and I think, you know, we, we might uh, – Jason, we've talked about it. I think he's reached out to you. He wants to, to, to do a do a three pot, so maybe we'll do that at some point. All right. Well, yeah. And then uh, kubook.net for you guys if you guys want to order online too, if, in case you want it outside of there. But uh, we're going to go and wrap up this podcast. Uh, my stomach is growling. So yeah, let's uh, go so get some let's food. Go get some food out there and, and watch KU play South Dakota State. So, uh, Mike Dom, the Dominator. The Dominator. We'll see how he does tonight. Again, everybody listening to this already knows, but uh, yeah. we do not know yet. You guys are all smarter than us at this very moment. <laughs> all right. For CJ, this is Jesse. Thanks for checking out the Sports Beat KC podcast. Be sure to tune in for another episode next week. way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase.